Welcome back, everyone. This is the Dual Access Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Kriebel. And today I have a very special guest, Leanne Scott from Chirp. Leanne, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It's fabulous to be here. Yeah, you're actually the first guest in a series I'm going to do with founders of companies. I used to focus exclusively on people and data, but after joining Dan Martell's coaching program, there's a lot of really, really interesting people out there I want to talk to, and I want other people to learn about them as well, especially their products. So um, yeah, why don't we hop into it? So can you tell me a bit about Chirp? Yeah, absolutely. So Chirp is about how I help founders to get their word and their message out to the world. So we all know that it's quite scary to stand in front of a video um, and really share who you really are. Mm -hmm. So I developed Chirp in a way that takes the stress and the pressure off of creating video. So we do a one hour video interview with startup founders or business people who need to increase their pro personal brand and visibility. And we take that one hour of content rich video and chop it up into 40 to 60 different pieces of content, schedule it across your social media channels so that you have 30 days of content going out despite your reservations. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all, as founders, we're all bottlenecks and Chirp takes that stress, that decision making out of the process, but makes sure that you are showcased in the right light um, and plays to the algorithm gods. Um, so <laughs> you're talking to humans and the algo. Yeah, so is it videos that like I need to create myself or is it do you does your team interview me? How does that work? So it's we interview you. And okay. the reason being is that it's so much easier to have a conversation. Yeah. When you're having a conversation, you get caught up in the moment and you let your passion come through. And I always see people light up and sometimes they're a bit nervous to start. And then I'm able to ask the questions in a different way um, that just gets them out of their head and into the passion. So you don't need to create the video. You can do if you right. have video or if you're very comfortable in front of video. Some people do that and just send me the video. Um, but there are, I find the best content comes when we actually do the interviewing process. Is it more an interview like this then, like with two people having a conversation or what if it's like, I do a lot of live streaming, for example. Do, can you take live streams and splice those up into content? How does that, uh, is it the same yeah, kind of absolutely. thing or is it just one-on-one -on -one interviews? It can be anything. So I've got one client who sends us her coaching calls. She does a group coaching and um, we take that group coaching content and split that up. We could take a live interview, um, but we can also do the interview process. So if you think about a founder who's actively trying to raise um, investment and they've spent all this time creating this 10 slide uh, pitch deck. There is so much detail that goes into each slide, but you only have, what, 12 words per slide. Right. How do you share the rest of the information, the rest of the message? And that's where the power of video really comes in, in that we can dig into each slide, for instance, um, and pull out the detail on how you came to that particular slide and okay. then start sharing that. So when an investor or a potential customer goes online to find out who you are, they're going to hear your story and already form a connection with you. So oh, it can be interview style. It can be send me a video. It can be repurposing your podcast or even a live stream. Is it just video or do you do audio as well? We do video, 
audio, quote graphics. Um, and what are anything. what are quote graphics? Is that where the wording's over top of the video? Uh, no, that's subtitles and captions. Okay. Quote graphics is when we take something really profound that you've said and we put it onto a branded slide. Um, and, okay. you know, like it'll be, um, oh, I can't think of something profound right now. So, it'll, <laughs> you know, like like an aha moment yeah. that's quotable. Okay. And um, we'll put that quotable um, onto a graphic and then put post that on. Because some people don't want video to go out every day some people yeah, are not that yeah. comfortable uh, okay. um, and so so it's good to have a mix so the, the biggest problem you're trying to solve then is just getting helping people get content out for people that are it probably sounds like people that are either think they're too busy to do it or uh don't have the confidence to do it or feel like they don't have the skills is there any other specific problem you were trying to solve um is what's the what's the biggest hurdle that people have and maybe doing content themselves? I think the biggest hurdle is um, not knowing what to post mm. and being consistent. And combine those two together, what happens is they get to nine o'clock at night and they go, oh, I haven't posted anything today. <laughs> and like, what, what happened today that I could post about? And, and so you just like splash out, oh, you were, you were having a coffee this morning, you happened to take a picture of your latte. You might post something right. about that. How does that drive your business? Nobody cares. Yeah. yeah. Nobody cares. But 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 you feel like you've done good because you posted something. Right. Um, and so the hurdle is, what do I post? I don't have enough time to post. And it's really, really, really hard to stay consistent and post every single day ongoing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And in the eyes of the algorithm, posting three times a week isn't still seen as sporadic. The only way to get consistent in the eyes of the algorithm is to post every day. Right. And the algorithm will wait 90 days before it says, okay, this guy's, he he's being consistent. That's interesting. Okay. And let's reward him. And so you are posting for the algorithm to get the humans, but you are right. also posting for the humans. So in effect, it almost doesn't matter what you post as right. long as you post every day. Right. However, right. if you post nonsense, the humans are going to notice. <laughs> right, right. And and how much then does, uh, I didn't realize 90 days that it was that long because um, I've been posting, you know, we, we have a, a challenge every day to post three things a day, which is very difficult. And I try to, I try to do it in three sections. One is like, like almost like a tutorial, something that people can take action on. Another thing might be a piece of advice and a third thing might be something personal, um, but not personal. Like I'm having a, uh, I had a coffee today with my dog, you know, nothing like that, but something that relates to the, to, to the job. Uh, maybe it's, uh, you know, th this moment that helped change my career, you know, something like that. So, and that's really helped me get into the rhythm of writing content. So personally, I don't really struggle with that anymore, uh, but I did it first. Do you find then that when, when chirp kind of and you, you use this word which I love automatically creates content. I use that word a lot too. I love it. Um, so when chirp automatically creates the content, how are you seeing that help your customers in the long run? So you need to because you're giving them thirty days worth of content, but they need ninety days worth of content, right? Yeah. So it's a subscription basis. So okay. very much like a SaaS. Um, so each month okay. we do one hour of video. 
Um, and the way that helps is it no. So if you have a busy day and you don't get to post, that's fine. But what we really want to make sure is that the message that's going out. So if somebody will probably only see every three out of five of your posts, but they need to, you need to know that there is a, a narrative running through everything that mm. they see so that they start to get a feel for who you are as a person um, and what your business is about and what you stand for. Right. Um, so the really interesting thing is that 80% of people don't actually listen to the video. They watch it and read the subtitles. Interesting. So you have to have them in place. And those are those like big sub kind of subtitles that you see that, right? The big bold letters. And now yep. is, is is that happening now because there's been research done to to, yes. to find out? Yeah, because I don't remember. It seems relatively recent that we've started seeing those things. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose with Alex Hormozzi's um, uh, onslaught, for want of a better word, I mean, everybody loves him and everybody wants Alex Hormozzi subtitles. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is about most people don't read and I think, uh, or don't listen, don't listen right. because they'll be, they'll just be scrolling whilst they're watching TV, whilst they're on a train. And so they don't listen to it. They just read the captions. It's only once they've read the captions, they go, oh, actually, this was quite cool. Let me listen to it. And if right. you think about communication, only 7% of what we communicate is words. So just by being on video, you are sharing who you are and people are connecting with your body language. They're getting a feel for, are you somebody that I might like to connect with or work with? Um, and so it is important, even if people are not listening, to still have that visual of who you are. Okay. And I've noticed the ones that capture the most attention for me are ones that have bright colors. Like, you know, you're scrolling, you'll see a bright yellow. Um, how much, because I work in data visualization, fonts and colors are a huge part of data visualization. And I feel like that has something to do with what you do as well, right? From a creative perspective, how much thought goes into that? Absolutely. So here, so I have a contrary opinion to okay. um, what everybody is saying. Everybody wants Alex Hormozzi posts, right? And they want all captions and subtitles. And what they want is they want the bright green, the yellow, the red. But I have an opinion that you need to put it in your brand colors. Right. And the reason being is that as people are scrolling through, everybody's videos are starting to look the same, mm -hmm. which means that you're, you are once right. again just uh, becoming another one. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with the clients that we we put a branded frame mm -hmm. around with their logo, and so people are seeing that going through, and we've had two amazing stories. One is a is a startup founder who had two investors reach out to her saying, "What you're building looks really interesting," and I think it's that reinforcement of the brand every day. Mm. And the other client has had two uh, companies reach out to him uh, to potentially start conversations around acquiring him. Oh wow! Um, as well as um, as well as the the fundraise that he's busy yeah. with. I don't have those same stories for the clients who are not using branded 
Um, interest that's really interesting yeah so you've got your own evidence then that you know when you talk to your customers and they said you're like here's the data right this is uh and then again comes back to the same thing i do the data is the data doesn't lie right exactly. so um and how are people then how receptive are customers to that then because you've sort of broken their idea or or shattered their idea of what it should look like and i guess it's it sounds like it's very similar to when we get a requirements document to create a dashboard, right? The customer mm -hmm. thinks they know what they want, but they really don't. And that's yeah. why they're hiring you, right? They're hiring you for your <laughs> expertise. And a lot of times we get resistance with that. Like, no, I want you to do it this way. What happens yeah. in those situations with you? So, yes, um, <laughs> resistance. Oh, my goodness. We always get, we not always, there is always resistance in that they think they know better. My approach to that is let's test it. Let's try okay. both yeah. and let's see which we get better results with um, and which conversations are started. Right. Um, so, however, the customer gets what the customer wants. Um, and very often we have had one client where we did all branded clips and then she changed her mind and wanted no branding. Um, so... <laughs> You know, they, then then we go with that, and right, right. You know, there is that perception. But if I if you just have to go through your Facebook stories and your Facebook reels and your Instagram, and I guarantee you they are all starting to look the same. And the ones yeah. that you notice are the ones that are using their own brand, their own right. color. You spent all this money on a brand. Why wouldn't you use it in the most powerful medium? Yeah, yeah. So if, if I'm a founder of a company, let's say I want to start my own company in January and uh, I need to plan out a launch strategy. Is that something that you help with? And how does that process work? We can do, yes. Um, and put make video part of the launch strategy. So especially if you look at startup founders, they are building and raising and their launches in the future. And one right. of the most powerful tools when you don't actually have a product to sell yet is your personal brand. Mm -hmm. So we can help ramp that up. Um, we can do funnels. We can do websites. However, the chirp package is very narrow. It's one hour of video, 30 days worth of content, and the next month we do the uh, same. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense, right. And uh, no, that, that makes complete sense to me. But I, you know, based on what I've seen on your website and the conversations we've had, I could see how if somebody has a really strong personal brand and following now, how useful it could be for them to work with a company like you to maybe take their personal brand because then it becomes, well, okay. So here's, here's another question then it's made me think about, you have your personal brand, which is probably yeah. what has helped you decide to launch something new, but then your company yeah. has a brand, which would you go with? Because you're kind of, are you sort of starting all over if you build things around a company brand? So here's one of probably one of my biggest lessons over the last 15 years is that I always built the company brand. I always built the um, client's brands, yeah. but I neglected my own personal brand. And actually what happens then is that when you start something new, people assume you have no experience right. and this is, and you're new to this. You're, no matter what happens, a company might fail or it might be sold, but no matter what happens, you are you. 
Right. And you can pick, you can piggyback your company brand onto your personal brand and give it credibility. Likewise, if you're building your own uh, personal brand, you're gaining credibility from the company's um, success. Right. But you right. will always have your own brand. So you need to build them together and you actually need to personal brand first. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the, the, the old saying, your own oxygen mask first your own personal brand first. Okay, that, that, make, that makes complete sense. Where can people find Chirpit? www.chirpit.online. .online, okay, great. And we'll remind people of that again at the end. And I should have asked you at the beginning, but I'll make sure I no put problem. it in the description as well. Um, for, for people that are interested in using, uh, using Chirp, do they need to do anything themselves or is it literally just like, do they have to help create the content other than the interviews? Like, do they have to be tech savvy or do they literally just say, Leanne, here's my video. Come back with something when you're done. Exactly. Here's my video. Interview me. This is what I want to promote. And we'll send you the um, posts when they're done for approval and then schedule. The only thing that we ask is that we need to collect your brand information so that we know what your logo is, what your colors oh, are and yeah, all of that. Yeah, yeah. And then we ask you to connect your social accounts to your uh, platform account. So the right. Chirp account right. gives us access to post and manage the yeah, approval yeah. process, but that is all you have to do. And you have very clear and simple instructions. Right. Okay. That's, that's super easy then. What's the long-term vision for Chirp? My long-term vision is that we will have a, an app, an actual app. At the moment, we're part human, part robot. Okay. But I believe that we can build an app that can do it all with human intelligence. And the way that from a customer point of view, they will be able to pick up their phone, they'll record their video using AI prompts that we've created, that we've mm. taught the, the, the algorithm um, how to do. You will record onto your phone, It'll upload and within an hour, it will have generated your 30 days worth of wow. content ready for approval and posting. Wow. Wow. That's, I mean, the time savings on that must be, and it's all the videos are edited and everything. Holy moly. Absolutely. I can't even imagine the amount of time that saves. So uh, I have a kind of a similar story then when I, I used to edit all of my YouTube videos and it took me forever. So if I recorded, yep. you know, it was probably four to five times the time it took me to record, it took me to edit probably more than that, actually. And yeah. the best thing I did was hire an editor. And now I can, I've worked with him long enough now that I just record the video and I'm, it doesn't matter how crappy it is. He knows how I work. So it just comes back around and it's, it's perfect. You know, mm -hmm. I, I hardly ever have any edits or anything. And I'm like, God, why didn't I do that like years ago? So, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like something similar that people should do with Chirpit. You know, if they, if they do struggle with content creation, if they just want to make it easier on themselves. So th they need to think about the value of their time, I guess, right? 100%, 100%. It, you know, if you if you think about how long it will take you to do one post, so we all go through this, what am I going to post today, right? <laughs> okay, now I've thought about it for five, 10 minutes whilst I drank my cup of coffee. Now I've got to write the post, Yeah. okay? So you write your post, you delete it, you write it, you delete it. And maybe after 10, 15 minutes, you've written a post. Oh, it needs a graphic. So now you've got to go into Canva right. and create a graphic. Which seven words are you going to put on that graphic? Now you right. sit there. Right. So, and a video, how many takes does it take yeah. to yeah. get one good video? 
So if you did that, say it took you half an hour mm -hmm. to do one post every single day, okay? How many hours have you used over 30 days? 15 now. most of the time, sometimes 15 and a half, yeah. and sometimes yeah. 14. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I spoke to someone who does 22 hours a week. <laughs> what else do you do? <laughs> just, just creating content. Just creating content. Oh my God. Right? That and he's completely overwhelmed. Now, think of the alternative. What if you spent just one hour talking to me? You don't even have to write anything down. You just talk to me and I'm going to ask you all kinds of questions from this way and that way and on the top and underneath about yeah. your business. And as we're talking, I'm going to learn more. And I'm because I'm a human, I'm going to ask you interesting questions from different angles. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do anything else. I then take that one hour of video and chop it up into 60 second clips two minutes, three minutes, depending on which platform it's for. And that's it. One hour and you have 30 days worth of content. Wow. And you don't even have to think about it. You can now go and post about your trip to the gym or your, your <laughs> latte that you had with the dog this morning to add more personality because that's what we want is it's adding that personality. It's rounding you out as a character. But you, what you know is that the business is being looked after. The brand, forward-facing brand is there. Now you're just adding the quicks. Yeah. I Much mean, easier. what you just said is a perfect example of a one minute clip. That's exactly yeah. what would, 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 you know, and then you use that for promotion to say, you know, hey, save this time and, you know, get that time back or, you know, uh, all those sorts of things. So how does it differ then? So sometimes I use a tool called Fathom. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Fathom. It's a, no, it's basically that. an AI, you know, and, and you can do mm -hmm. this like, you know, flagging thing. And uh, is that a similar idea? It is a similar idea, absolutely. So it's it's adding markers. Um, what what we do is where I say we are part human, part robot, in that we use the AI tools to pick the clips. However, the AI hasn't quite got there that it puts the full context that the clip makes sense. Right, right. So okay, where we come in then is we go, we listen to it, and we go. Actually, you needed the three seconds before the AI clip heard it. Mm -hmm to make this clip make sense and you needed to end it at the end of a sentence and not in the middle of the sentence yeah, yeah, yeah. so that it is a rounded clip um, and that is I think where our USP really comes in in that the AI tools are not quite getting the start and finish yeah. they're good but they're not amazing do you use the AI tools then to do that first part then to you know, make a guess on where the clip should be. And then your team comes in and does that trimming or expanding that sort of thing. So they do the kind of the, the more human part to make it real, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so, and it depends. We've got one client who is Italian and she's absolutely lovely. We have amazing conversations. However, the AI struggles to clip hers because most AI tools are trained on English. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the Italian bit that comes in and the accent it struggles with. So then mm, someone like that yeah. has got such good information, but we need to put more human into that one. Right. Okay. That, that makes complete sense. And who are you, some of your main competitors and what differentiates Chirpit from your competitors? So our main competitors are your traditional boutique social media agency. Okay. Um, 
who will charge you anything from 1500 pounds upwards to two and a half three and a half thousand pounds if you think um alex hormozzi spends twenty thousand dollars a month creating that level of content um so those are our big competitors for us and where we're different is that we don't have a social media person trying to come up with things to say on your behalf right with the way okay. we do it is we use your words your ideas and your thoughts to create your content so you can be really sure that the quality of content that's coming out aligns with who you are and with mm. what you think versus having a junior copywriter trying to think of something to say um, and then the other suppose the other competitors are the tools that are coming out um, like for instance uh, munch video um, those are they really good tools but that's where we're seeing the ai doesn't quite get the full mm. context of a clip and so it needs quite a bit of human intervention right um, so you know we we are competing with tools and competing with uh, social media agencies yeah as an entrepreneur what's and, and i guess maybe maybe even specifically as a female entrepreneur what is the most valuable lesson you've learned while building chirp as a female entrepreneur i would say never give up and everything is figure outable so even when sometimes the tools are not working as smoothly as they should have or um, it's taken a little longer is to be able to always go back be chirpy um, and you know be open with where you're at take on board the feedback um, that you're getting from clients and incorporate that in what you're doing but also understand that um, shit happens and you've just got to find a way through it and on the other side the business will be better for it yeah that's great and what advice would you have for maybe any um, as aspiring entrepreneurs? So you've got somebody that has this great idea and they're scared to quit their job and the, you know, the, the um, maybe the consistency of the paycheck and they're afraid to take that leap. What's your advice for those people? Other than <laughs> do it, right? Yeah, yeah. I am a born entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm a, the worst employee in the world. Um, <laughs> It is all about mindset. I think the thing that I've learned that I wish I knew uh, when I started was the power of coaching and the power mm. of mentors in that I've always been, as a born South African, we always like, you'll figure it out, you'll find a way, uh, you're, you're building the parachute as you're jumping out the airplane kind of approach. <laughs> um, and so, and sometimes that works because it pushes new innovation, but sometimes... <laughs> It doesn't. Um, and there was maybe a better way that you could have done it. However, there are coaches and mentors that can help you go faster, but don't ever lose sight of your own vision because nobody else can see what you can mm. see. And so you have got to have a strong enough belief in yourself and your own ideas that you can take on board feedback you can assess the situation and the data points that are coming into you, in towards you, but you still have to be clear and stand your ground to do it the way you want to do it. Mm -hmm. 
And so you've you've never worked for anybody else then, right? Always yourself? I have. And, <laughs> it just doesn't go well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what made you then decide, you know, this isn't for me, I need to work for myself? One of the th one of the phrases I hate the most in the world is just do it the way we've always done it. Yeah. <laughs> is that well, if you do it the way you've always done it, you're just gonna get the same um results. Yeah. And I worked I worked for a company that was a, a big national retailer, and they were on the verge of bankruptcy. And they were, and I was in charge of the email, oh, not in charge of the email, I worked in the email team. And I'm like, I've done this before with your specific target group. This is how to get them on board. No, no, just do look at the campaign you ran this week last year and do it the same way. I'm like, but you're about to fold. You're trying to like, you're looking yeah. for a Hail Mary. You're going to do something different. Yeah, you're yeah. going to keep doing it the same way. So um, yes, I have worked for people uh, and and I can be a good employee. I The reason I work for myself is that I want to go faster. I want to go bigger. And I want to, I really, really believe that I can change the world. And you just sometimes can't do that working for somebody else because yeah, you, yeah. you, you have to go at their pace. Mm -hmm. And at Chirpit, you have a partner as well, correct? Uh, yes, my husband works with me. Okay. Um, and we are also, um, so I thought I saw on your website, there's a video of you with, uh, I can't remember what her name is now. Um, and I thought she was your, your partner. Yes. Co-founder. So she co actually decided sorry. to leave the company. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I'll cut this out of the video then later. Thank you. <laughs> I was trying to do that in a way that you wouldn't have to cut it, but yeah, she decided That's to leave okay. the company all parted on amicable terms, but she just wanted something different. Yeah. And, and actually and may, maybe, yeah. may, maybe that's not a bad thing to leave it in here in that we had the conversation in that as a co as a founder, as a solo founder, um, the number one thing that every investor looks for is that you have a co-founder and you know what? Sometimes a co-founder just isn't the answer. It right. isn't the right. And for, my friend Heather, she was my co-founder and we both were very committed. However, she realized that she doesn't want to be in social media. Right. She, her heart is somewhere else. Okay. And I, and for me, I said to her, we, we had the conversation, I said, you have to be 100% in it. Yeah. Otherwise it's not going to work. If one foot is in and one foot is out and you're telling me in 12 months, you don't want to be in social media and we can't keep going down this path because it could take three years. But what if it takes five years? Right. I need to know that you're committed for five years. Mm. Um, and she couldn't. So Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. And, and so you mentioned that when investors, uh, when you know, when an investor comes to speak to you, they want to make sure there's a co-founder. Why is that? There is conventional wisdom that a founding team is stronger and more likely to be successful than a solo founder and the but the statistics show that a solo founder is 46 percent more likely to be successful so when you look at a solo founder and a female founder 
what tends to happen is they assume you're going to get bored, fall pregnant, or want to be a mom and have a rich husband mm. looking after you. So it's sexism. They don't massively, massively. I mean, mm. I've had conversations with people where, but when they heard I was a female and I was on my own, they started asking me about what my husband does and stopped talking about my my business. Oh, that's awful. So yeah, and you don't um, want to work with those kind of people. No, absolutely not. However, it is very, very ripe within the investment industry. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And well, all the they care about is, is making money. And if there's any chance of, you know, that happened, yeah. that, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've got one particular person that I was talking to. We tick all his boxes, except for the fact that I'm a solo founder. Wow. And you're female, probably, probably has something to do with it. No, he like he liked the fact that I'm female. Okay. He doesn't like the fact that I'm a solo founder. Wow. So we have so so we are, are are dealing with that in that we um there is a potential co-founder on yeah. the cards. However, I would say that of the my previous startup that I was building, I was the only one left standing. The others, men, might I add, and it's not a sexism thing, but from a you know if if a female founder is the one being judged it's the three men that left me standing on my own right so. right well i've spoken to lots of um i used to focus a lot of my podcasts on women and data uh particularly because they need voices and um the same issues exist there as well you know you see it with lack of promotion um you know and it seems like the bigger the company the worse it is as well <laughs> unfortunately yeah. yeah so we're we're both part of dan martell's elite coaching program um, epic call last night. Uh, we have, uh, for those that don't know who Dan Martell is, I highly, highly recommend you read his book, Buy Back Your Time. I actually listened to it first and then and then went back and read it. Um, I, I can't recommend it enough to people. It's Even if you're not an entrepreneur, it's completely eye-opening. I've read it not as an entrepreneur. Um, and uh, the call last night was, there were some parts that were absolutely hilarious. Um, what's your favorite part of the program? For me, it's um, the tactics and the the mindset thinking. I suppose it, it's like how you can see that anything is possible hmm. and how he brings it back to your daily standards that makes your success inevitable. And it seems so obvious on the surface, but when you really dig down and start to go, okay, I need to do these five non-negotiables a day, um, and you realize how hard it is to stick to all five every day. Every day, even when you're on holiday, even on the weekends, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And so when you realize how hard that is, you can start to see, well, okay, now I know why I am where I am. And this is such a tangible, relatively easy, and I use the word loosely, um, <laughs> relatively easy on how you can start to stack your success and change the trajectory of where you are. Yeah. So that has been massively eye-opening. And I guess with the one of the five daily non-negotiables is those three social posts. And I, I guess that's exactly where Chirpit helps. You Absolutely. Know, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's great. Um, and you mentioned the five daily non-negotiables and how brutal they are. Well, brutal is a bad word. It can be difficult to do them. It's, it's, it is quite challenging, but I, I find it quite rewarding as well. T tell people about those. So yeah, the five non-negotiables. So it's- And this is reviewing... all in his book, by the way, as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
Reviewing uh, your goals three to five times a day. Tick. No problem with that one. Um, doing 45 minutes of exercise every day, non-negotiable. Or exercise and sweat every day. So you can go for a hike, go for a walk, go to the gym, do yoga, whichever. However, I struggle with that one because there's always more work to do. Right. Um, then the next one is read 10 pages, which has been really good as well. Um, I love in that, that one. Yeah. I love reading, but I, I had got out of the habit of reading daily. Then what do we have? Uh, three, to, three to five posts a day, um, which for most people, it, I mean, one of the biggest fears that come up with my clients is posting every day, let yeah. alone three to five times a day. Um, and what is that last one? There's the uh, the five uh, opens. The five opens. That is a game changer. That is an absolute game changer. So tell that... people a bit more about that. And I'm also interested to know how it's helped you and your business. Absolutely. So when you're on social media, what is everybody says social media doesn't work, right? Um, I'm spending all this time. I spend all this money on social media, but it just doesn't work. Well, the reason it doesn't work is because you're not being proactive. You're posting something and sitting back hoping that it's going to come your, that that someone, someone will, will come your go, way. Right, right. Um, I want to work with you. And they might do, but you can also be proactive about it in that the people who are following you, who are liking your posts, who are engaging your posts, LinkedIn is so brilliant because you can really cross uh, connect with people. So five opens a day means starting five conversations. So you might connect with someone that you haven't connected with before. You might say, hey, I saw you in your comment on my post, or I saw you shared my post, or you're a new follower. Um, how can, you know, what caught your interest? And that starts a conversation, mm -hmm. which means that you can have a whole conversation about what you do inside Messenger or LinkedIn messages. And what really blew my mind was that you could sell anything in a four, five message conversation. It's it's crazy. And yeah. It is crazy. There are people who are selling $25,000 packages. I think Dan said there was someone who sold a million dollar project or something of that sort chat. inside chat. Wow. I mean, that's how he did it to me to join his program. I don't, how, I don't even know how he found me. Cause I don't remember liking anything on his, on his LinkedIn. Cause he doesn't really, I mean, he posted videos on LinkedIn, but he doesn't, he's not very, he's not as active as he is on YouTube and, and uh, Instagram. And all of a sudden yeah. I get this message and I thought it was like a spam or something. You know, Cause I'm like, yeah. yeah, this guy's pretty famous to be contacting me, you know? And uh, yeah. so, yeah, it was funny. And then he's using those exact tactics and every, like last night on the call, everybody's like, yep, that's how he got me too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's exactly. Funny. It is mind blowing. I mean, I was also I'm like, Dan Martell, he's messaged me. Like I, I've been following him for so many years, especially being in the SaaS world um, okay. and building a SaaS. So that's kind of how I had connected. But I've been watching his content and I bought his book. So, yeah, same same thing. All right. Why don't we finish up with a uh, little rapid fire round? But before we do, remind everybody where they can get in touch with you. Absolutely. I'd love to speak to anyone who wants to build their personal brand and increase their visibility at www.chirpit.online.
Great. And maybe you and I should work together and we could do it as like an experiment to prove to people that this stuff works. So we could try oh, that. I love that. Um, yep. So, and my whole career is built around my personal brand. So, um, brilliant. Yeah. There we go. So, Great place to start. Um, we, one of our daily non-negotiables is reading 10 pages a day. Uh, I think we've both kind of said the same thing where it's really changed. I, I didn't realize I liked reading as much as I did. I forgot that I enjoyed it. What's your favorite book? Or maybe let's, let's narrow that down because we're reading a lot now. What's, what's the, your, the, your favorite book you've read in the last year? Definitely Dan Mottel's Buy Back Your Time. Oh, that's it's... kissing ass. Come on. I you know, I know. <laughs> but it's true. It's true yeah, because, yeah, yeah. because my biggest weakness is that I'm really good at sales, but then I get stuck in the doing. And so, yeah. and it's, and everybody, and when I try and delegate, everything always comes back onto my plate um, and I end up doing it anyway. And, and I, I got really overwhelmed. And so following a lot of the tactics in his book has actually opened my eyes on how to get other people to do yeah. what I do. Yeah. And what I'm picking up in the weekly calls is that people that follow his kind of recipe for lack of a better term is process. It works, you know, yeah. and, uh, and everybody that follows it says that. So, um, yeah. so a book, another book recommendation that I have, I know you didn't ask me the question, but I'm going to tell you anyway, um, <laughs> is, and this might be useful for you from a sales perspective is know what to say. Um, it's very short and each chapter is something you could say to somebody during a sales process. So for example, okay. if you're trying to scope out, you know, let's say you are selling to me and um, you're trying to decide how many sessions we should work together, right? Let's say you're, you're uh, a coach or something, you're, you block, uh, you know, you yeah. want to do a block of sessions. So you could say, um, you know, what do you think about five sessions together? And somebody's always going to negotiate down from there. And then, yeah. but if you change that to say, and this is one of the expressions in the book, um, do you think five is going to be enough? And then they'll oh. never go below five. And I was like, oh, that's sneaky. But it's it's got a lot of things like that in it to, to kind of, you know. Uh, I like that, that one it, a lot. It's really good. It's a really good book. It's only like 100 pages long too. So I like I like reading really small books because it makes me feel like I accomplish more. <laughs> yeah. So um, are you a morning person or a night owl? A night owl. Really? I would okay. desperately love to be a morning person. I cannot get myself going, but I can keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm the complete opposite. I'm, a, I'm definitely a morning person. And it's funny, our daughter, our three-month-old is definitely not a morning person. It takes her about 45 minutes to wake up in the morning. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's fabulous. Mine was mine used to wake up at 5:30 and oh my goodness, I hated those days. <laughs> yeah, she, but my partner and I are both very much morning people, so it's it's oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um one tool or app that you can't live without. Canva. Really? <laughs> Canva. Okay. Oh my goodness. I love goodness. it too. It yeah. It's a godsend. Honestly, I always said if I could have, because have you ever tried to use Adobe Photoshop or InDesign? No, I'm scared I of them. Did, I did a certification in them and I still can't get anything to work. Canva <laughs> is just the most intuitive, coolest it tool is, yeah. that any small business, my daughter uses it for school projects yeah. and it is 
Canva hands down. Yeah, the um, one of the things I haven't been able to pick up in Canva yet is they introduced those AI features where you're supposed to be able to like type something in and it'll generate a slide for you. It doesn't work. I don't know if I'm doing something wrong or or what, but yeah, I, I can't I get that to work. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. love it to work, um, but I think I think you have to be really good with the prompts and. Right. Maybe they haven't had enough training data yet. Yeah, because I'm thinking about it. it takes me a while to create YouTube thumbnails, for example. And that's yeah. such an important part of YouTube. And it'd be really nice to say, create me a YouTube thumbnail that is about this topic. Um, you know, but I don't want that topic in the words. It has to include a picture of me, right? Something like that. Yeah. And it should ideally spit something out. Um, but it doesn't, <laughs> unfortunately. That's what I was hoping when they introduced that feature. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, time savings. Yeah, buy back my time. Uh, but uh Great. Well, thank you very much for joining me, Leanne. And uh, so if you're interested in working with Leanne, uh, you can find her at chirpit.online and also find find her on uh, LinkedIn and Instagram and uh, book a session, have a chat with her and see if see if it's um, you should partner together. And I think you should. And thank you very much. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed our time together.